Hi, it's Taylor. Quickly jumping in before the episode starts to let you know that we've changed our name and are now Sisters Assemble. You can find our updated social handles in the show notes. Enjoy the show! Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Let's Talk Marvel Fan Theories podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Katie, and we're two sisters and borderline obsessed Marvel fans who have been following the Marvel Cinematic Universe closely for years. And now we want to share our MCU discussions with you. We chat about our own predictions and theories, plus some of our favorites from online, and our reactions to all of the Marvel content that's considered MCU canon, including the Disney Plus shows and the movies, as well as the Marvel news you need to know. All right, everyone, welcome to our last episode of 2022. I can't believe it's the end of the year. It's crazy. I feel like we just sat down to do our 2021 review, weirdly. And, no, I don't at all. <laughs> oh, I feel like it was literally yesterday. But just like last year, we're going to go through, we're going to rank all of the movies, and then we're going to go through and rank all the shows. I know we just did an episode last week talking about Phase 4 in total. This is going to be run a little differently. Instead of just naming our tops and bottoms, we're going to go through the full list in ranked order. And just like every other episode, we're going to start with Katie, and we're going to start with the movies. Yeah, and I want to, like, preface the movies by just saying, if you haven't listened to our last episode, which Taylor just mentioned, you know, we talked about all of Phase 4 as a whole, definitely go listen to it, especially for the movie part, because I think it very clearly shows how we feel about the three movies that came out this year, and I say that because we both put Black Panther out of all of Phase 4 as in our top two. I actually think we both put it as debatably number one, but I don't remember. Ironically, that we just recorded this not that long ago. <laughs> but it was at least in both of our top twos. And then we both put MOM and Thor Love and Thunder at our very bottom two. I thought Thor was worse. Taylor had thought MOM was worse. But either way, they were our bottom two of all of Phase 4. So I feel like that pretty clearly answers the question of where we think all of looking at 2022, what those three movies rank as. I obviously, Black Panther to me was the strongest out of all three of them. I thought it was the best out of all three of them. And then I thought MOM, you know, out of these three, second. I've had my reasons. I've made it clear. You can also go look and listen to all of our MOM related content, especially our reactions. And I think we really in depth explain some of the problems we had with it. But at the end of the day, I thought Thor was probably my least favorite out of all of the 2022 movies. I just, you know, looking back on it, it just feels like it just wasn't it. I don't know. The more I think about it, the more I, you know, put aside some thoughts of the plot and everything else. I just feel like it had a lot of potential and it, it missed the mark. Yeah. So like Katie said, I think I was pretty clear about mine as well. Obviously, the best movie out of 2022 was Black Panther, far and away, by miles. Loved, 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 loved that film. Then for me, I will actually go Thor. I didn't love Thor. I thought it was good. You know, it was... Actually, let me rephrase that. I thought it was okay. I think, you know, if you go back to our episode about Thor, we both kind of liked it at the beginning and then have kind of soured on it as time has gone. I think it became too much of a joke, and we've talked about that at length, so I won't say any more than that. And then you guys all know my problems with MOM. I just think it was inconsistent with the rest of how we talk about the multiverse and time travel in the MCU, and it just did not live up to the expectations. And I know that's, you know, a tough thing to say because people always talk about blowing expectations out of proportion, but I think this was one movie that they really needed to exceed expectations or at least 
meet expectations. You know, remember, it came right off the heels of No Way Home, which had sky high expectations and exceeded them. So I think we all really thought, you know, this is going to be a really solid few months for Marvel. And then MOM just to what you said about Thor just was not it. Yeah. And I mean, this has become like my tagline when we talk about MOM, but it's called the multiverse of madness, yet there wasn't a lot of madness in the multiverse. Like, I think we visited actually like two or three other universes that weren't ours because I don't really count the like him and America's little like fly through all the universes because it's like, well, we didn't actually get to like explore them. And, you know, even then, it, and I've said this before, the, the biggest reason I think it goes above Thor for me especially is because Scarlet Witch is the love of my life. So simply put, like, I'm going to put her above all to whatever I can. But, like, I've talked about my issues with her character development. If I look past those, she's the best part of the movie. And that's genuinely, like, if I want to be objective, I'd still say that. Like, I would agree. Yeah, her her being the villain is arguably the best part of the movie and, and puts the stakes where they need to be, but didn't feel like a strange movie. And that frustrates me because I think he is a really cool character. I've really grown to like him after Infinity War. And I just I was like, cool, so I'm watching the Scarlet Witch, like, be awesome. And then they're strange, trying to stop her. Okay. Oh, but she's back on screen. Cool. Look at her go. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, we're back to strange. Okay. He was out of his own league in his own movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, and I said this even when the actual, we were, you know, doing reactions to the actual movie, he didn't stop Wanda. At the end of the day, she stopped herself. Yeah. Like, America, yeah, was showed her everything and, and whatever, but at the end of the day, it was going into that universe, seeing her kids be terrified of her and seeing how far she's come and how where she's gone and lost it to. Like, she decided to bring the Darkhold Castle down. That was her. Strange didn't stop her. So that's just my two cents. Yep. All right. That was quick, simple, the movies. Now, moving into the shows, I think we're going to get into a little bit more conversation because, you know, when we did our Phase 4 review... We only, again, talked about the top and the bottom for each of us, but there were so many more shows than there were movies over Phase 4, so we only got to talk about a few, and honestly, a lot of our top were from 2021, so we didn't even get to talk a lot about what came out in 2022. So this is a little bit more new content, and I am very excited to chat about this with you guys, because I think there's going to be some surprises from both of us. Yeah, and just a quick hop back to the movies just to mention, I think the irony of it, too, is, you know, like... We've had all these movies come out, but the top and bottom ended up being in this year. Yeah. Versus, I think, for the shows, you know, we had a lot come from last year for Phase 4. Uh, so, to Taylor's point, let's get into some of the ones that, you know, did come out this year and that were not even mentioned <laughs> in <laughs> no. our last episode. And trust me, guys, we had a list, so we knew they happened. Like, Katie forgot about Hawkeye, but we, I, I was sitting Hawkeye. in front of the list, so I knew what shows came out in Phase 4. Well, we were also covering Phase 5, so I had that list in front of me, <laughs> and I totally, totally blanked on Hawkeye, even though I really had liked Hawkeye from last year. I actually think it was number one from my 2021. It was. Which is ironic, because it didn't make my number one of all of Phase 4. WandaVision is how good of but anyway, evolution of thoughts i know clearly, <laughs> clearly i just like it did not cross my brain to be fair recency bias that yeah. might have been part of it but so i guess for shows i mean I, it's not gonna be surprising that i'm gonna put moon knight first that made my top two plus honorable mention for tv shows of all phase four i really really liked moon knight and it actually is one of those that grew on me the longer i didn't watch it not that i didn't like it as it was obviously coming out but you know, sometimes it's 
when you're looking at things, getting ready to talk about them, and you know you're trying to pay attention to things, you don't always love or pick up on things, or you're kind of getting, what's the opposite of, like, rose-tinted glasses almost? Like, you almost have the opposite effect. You have, like, a critical lens. Yeah, Yeah, like, you're looking at it almost too much, versus, you know, the more I look back at it, the more I see clips from it and everything, I'm like, wow, I really genuinely really enjoyed this show. It was a different direction. And I really quite enjoyed that. So I would put Moon Knight first. And then, like, I feel like my two and three get a little muddled. Like, it depends on when you ask me. (laughs) (laughs) I think for the same couple reasons, I know two and three are going to be at least, like, I know one's going to be She-Hulk, one's going to be Werewolf by Night. I don't know which one's going to go where, so we're going to leave them in a weird little middle area. They'll fill two and three on their own. I say both of them because they're also different than what Marvel did. They took a risk, and I liked it with Werewolf by Night because there's that old horror feel. Gave me very much psycho vibes. Really enjoyed that. And, you know, it was a cool little thing. Like, they didn't think to do a TV episode and like or a show. And they were like, no, we have the perfect thing to make a presentation for it, do a one-off, and it, I really enjoyed it. It was great for the season because, obviously, spooky season. So I really liked that, and for the same reason. That's why I liked She-Hulk. It might not have been perfect, and I know there were times I was very critical of it, but it took a risk. Marvel went to a different audience than they usually do, and, you know, considering maybe it helps because I was in that audience, but I quite enjoyed it for that reason, and I liked that they did something different. They broke away from what they've been doing. Even the formula, I mean, it was our first nine-episode show since WandaVision. So, do I think it all worked? No. Not all the time. I don't think it was always the best, but I definitely would put it maybe third, second, I don't know. But for the fact that it was a risk, it was different, and I liked the character. I just think maybe in the future I would enjoy seeing it a little bit more put together. I think there were moments I didn't feel that way. But then I would put... This is going to sound terrible. I'm going to put Guardians up fourth. They're a Christmas special. I don't know if it's the Bucky arm thing. I don't really know. (laughs) I really did enjoy that. That was also something just because it was that little special presentation leading into the holidays. It was fun. It was just, you know, I didn't have to think about it. And I think our episode four, it was like, what, 20 minutes? Like, I wasn't putting too much thought into it. It was fun to just, you know, keep up with these characters. And I feel like I really have to justify putting Miss Marvel last (laughs) I like the show a lot, but, and I was saying this to Tara the other day in the car, because I also told her before recording this, I've, like, had my things picked out, I've, and I never do this, but I've practiced this episode, like, mentally in my head, because <laughs> I've known what I was going to say, but I genuinely don't remember almost anything about Miss Marvel, and I can't even argue, oh, it happened in June, I remember Moon Knight, like, I know what was happening in Moon Knight, and so... I think it's the fact that nothing stuck out to me that that's why I'm putting it last. I love Kamala. I think she's a great character. I'm excited to see her moving forward, especially considering who she'll be around. I think it'll be really cool to see how her character fits in with Monica and obviously Carol. But I just, I don't really, there's nothing about the show really, now that I'm like looking back at it, stuck with me. We were doing the last episode, totally forgot that show existed. (laughs) And like, yeah, I forgot Hawkeye, but that was like last year and... I didn't think about it for a while. Like, I did not remember the fact that we covered Miss Marvel at all. And so for me, that's the only reason I'm putting it last is because I, if I feel like I can't say anything good nor bad about it because I don't remember it, how can I put it above other things? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. 
I think I'm going to surprise you with some of my picks. Okay. Um, my first one won't. Um, obviously, it was Werewolf by Night. That was in my top for all of Phase 4. I talked about it at length. I love it. I love the tonality of it. Gael Garcia Bernal, I think, entering the monster realm. So fun. Ted. I mean, I forgot to mention him in the last episode, but I thought about it after. No, I was like, how did I we not mention him. Ted? I was thinking of him. I just was like, it doesn't, it's fine. But he comes to my brain. Yes. So yeah, I just thought that was so fun. And I just had such a good time watching it, talking about it. To your point, we didn't have to like what you were saying with the Guardians. Like we didn't have to go deep, but it was just fun to talk about it as a fan and be like, oh my gosh, this was so cool. Like I just want to live in that world, you know? So that is definitely my top. I think my second might surprise you is actually the Guardians Christmas special. I think for a similar reason in that I just have a like really fond memories of watching it. Like I genuinely enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. I mean, you and I were sitting there just cackling. Like That's how true. funny was it? Kevin Bacon. I love too that it also, you know, having that confirmation that Mantis is actually uh Star-Lord's uh sister was actually really cool and it added an extra element to it, you know, and a, and a depth and, and I like that and I think it's going to be really hopefully an important plot line moving forward as we go into Guardians. And I think it, it has a lot of potential to be and I know we said, we talked about it even in that episode. Oh, totally. And so I think just for all of those reasons, I have to put that at number two and I think for number three, I'm going to have to go with Ms. Marvel. I genuinely just think Kamala is such a fun character. I think she was giving me such Peter Parker vibes, especially early on in the show. And I just loved, you know, she's so fun. And I just, I can't wait to see her in the Marvels. I think she's the thing I'm looking forward to the most in that film. Like, I really like Monica and I'm so excited for Monica to be back too. But having seen and met Kamala and spent a lot more time with her than we got to spend with Monica, she's probably, I know it's the Marvels, and thank God it's not called Captain Marvel, because truly, like, I, she's, like, the lowest on the totem pole of the characters that I'm excited about. So, you know, I just, I'm so excited for her in that film specifically, and I just think, you know, it made, it hurt my brain, you know, there's a lot of questions about dimensions and realms and that part still rankles me a little bit. Maybe that's why I blocked it. <laughs> yeah, because it was so confusing and it was like come out on the heels of MOM, so it was even more confusing. But I still just think, you know, her power, I want to understand it. I think there's so much, so many interesting things to talk about as it relates to Shang-Chi and his rings and some of those things. I think that we're going to start to see those things start to connect. And I was excited that she got to be kind of a linchpin for connections potentially as we move forward into phase five. So that's why that is number three. Number four for me is actually Moon Knight. As you all know, that was actually, if you remember, my most anticipated movie or, sorry, show of 2022. For whatever reason, it just didn't reach my level of expectation. However, Oscar Isaac was absolutely flawless, playing not two, but three different characters throughout that show. So that's why it is next on my list. And I'm excited to see the character again. You know, that is not in any way a diss on the character. I think, you know, get him in with some other characters and see what how he mixes it up. I'm excited to see the different personalities, meet different characters and things like that. So definitely excited to see Moon Knight again. And this might be a little bit of a shocker, but my least favorite was actually She-Hulk. I, when I was thinking about 2022 as a whole, I was actually really surprised that I felt this way. But I think as we've gotten 
further out, there have just been, the problems have been what stuck with me, not so much the things that I loved. And you guys know, talking about the show, especially those first three episodes and those last three episodes, like, I could not say enough good things. You know, the feminist message, loved it. I love the way that she just took no prisoners and she was amazing. And I think I related to Jen so much more than I think probably any other character in any of the shows that came out this year. But unfortunately, just like those middle three episodes were kind of wonky, you know. And then as I've gotten further away from the finale, I think even though my initial reaction was, oh my god, I love this, afterwards I was less enthralled by it. You know, so my mind has kind of changed a little bit on that one. However, I say all that to say, like, I didn't dislike the show. I think she's a fantastic character. Tatiana's amazing. It brought back Daredevil. Like, there's so many good things to say. So just because it's last doesn't mean it was bad. Like, there's no bad shows, in well, my opinion. that's how I opinion. felt about Miss uh, Marvel. I'm yeah. Miss Kamala. Miss <laughs> Kamala, too. too. <laughs> but that's how I felt about that. I know I didn't dislike the show, because I know I spoke very highly of it when we were recording, and I still know I like it. It's just... Like I said, if I don't really remember too much about it, I just, I feel like it didn't make that impact. But I th- have to laugh, and I find it a little interesting how, I don't really, <laughs> you know, this sounds terrible. I don't really remember how we shook out last year. You know, I know vaguely how I, you know, rated things just because I know there are certain shows that go lower than others. <laughs> but I don't really remember as a whole how some things shook out. But I feel like we had a lot more, I think we were like one off from each other the whole time like I would like my number one was maybe your number two and then my number two was your number three and I think we were one off the entire time or at least like after number one because I think we both put Hawkeye and Um, then Spider-Man for the movie yeah yeah so I think it's interesting that we were so in the same loop as we were (laughs) last year and now this year I think it's funny how we're very different like the movies shook out okay makes sense but like the shows, I think the closest one to each other is Werewolf by Night. Yeah. Because we put all other ones. And I think it's interesting because we, the reasons I like them and I took positives from certain things that you were taking negatives and vice versa. So I think it's kind of funny how that shook out this year. Yeah. And then, in keeping with last year's tradition, we of course have to do our 2023 preview. All right, Katie. So why don't you kick it off with your most anticipated and least anticipated movie of 2023? So I feel like I might have answered this in the last episode, <laughs> just because I think there there are some commonalities, and I have to say that obviously. But I, you know, my least I can definitely say is the Marvels. Yeah, I just and that goes to as of right now, I am not really Captain Marvel's fan. We all know this. I've talked about it, given my reasons, and because yes, I know Kamala's coming. Yes, I know Monica's coming. I know the three of them are going to be together in this movie. I don't know what that's going to look like yet, and because I only have really Captain Marvel the movie, and then also her being in Infinity War and Endgame to go off of. I have to put it last. And then this is another one that I feel like maybe depending on the day, I might give you a different answer. I I know I put Ant-Man last episode, but again, depending on the day. I mean, I think Ant-Man's going to blow open a lot, but I also know Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is in its own way going to blow open a lot. And I think it's going to be a big change in what we've seen. I guess I'm going to say Ant-Man just because Kang and, you know, Kang Dynasty is a movie that's on the slate. Like, clearly it's going to have the biggest repercussions. So I'm going to say Ant-Man for now as far as movies. All right. Cool. We are totally aligned on the movies. I know we're going to definitely differ on the shows, but 
I am most excited for Ant-Man in terms of 2023. I think if you guys remember, a lot of the movies that I was most anticipating in Phase 5 were in the back half of the slate, so... This is definitely, for the first half, the most exciting movie. I'm really excited for Guardians 2. That's not Guardians as well, Guardians 3. That's not to diss on the Guardians. I think I'm almost a little more nervous because it's clear the characters are going to die. Like, James Gunn has told us that. I just don't know that I'm ready to deal with that and see them die, especially after re-falling in love with them in And in this franchise. That's well, yeah. the biggest... Like, obviously, we saw what happened in Gamora and Infinity War, and then, you know, she really came back in that game, so now she'll be in this again. No hate towards that, because I love Gamora, but, you know, this is not the type of franchise I'm like, oh, the characters are gonna die. Like, I'm, yeah. I don't turn on the Guardians to expect, like, aggressive loss. <laughs> yeah, like, they've never been my favorite franchise, but I still love the characters, and so I'm not exactly itching to see them die. And it's not just gonna be one. Like, it sounds like it's gonna be quite a few, and so that's gonna be tough. And then the Marvels, I think, goes without saying. We've talked about this at length. She, Captain Marvel, is not my favorite character. It's probably gonna be better because, again, she has some other characters surrounding her that I think are gonna make it more interesting, but that still is not enough to bump it up into my top. So... Ant-Man, go. I'm so excited to start the year off strong in February, and then, you know, we'll end the year on probably my least exciting, or my the one I'm least excited about in July with the Marvels. And two things there, I mean, by us saying end the year, just a friendly reminder that the Marvels is coming out over the summer, so, like, we do not have a November-slated movie. It's yeah. empty. While there will be shows during that time, we get all three movies within the first seven months of the year. Yeah. Pretty much. So... Just an FYI, because I think that was a little shocking for us to realize, too. We did know, but I think realizing it again is, like, a lot to they put together. Yeah, because they typically don't have a February movie, so it's almost like they shifted everything for... Like, I think yeah. there was supposed to be, at one point, a November film. Well, wasn't it Blade? Oh, I think it might have been. And Blade had to get pushed back. Yeah. And so, like, it's definitely interesting, like, and it also goes, you know, I don't know if you guys have been seeing online, but there's apparently been some internal discussions about quality over quantity and so I think we're starting to see that pairing back a little bit happening as they're not pushing the movies forward and really focusing on the story and all the things that people have kind of you know been a little more critical of in phase four which is fair but I don't actually feel like the movies have always been the biggest problem I mean to be fair look at at phases one through three we got movies two three a year so I think they didn't change that. I mean, other, well, last year was an exception, but it was also kind of weird because of Black Widow being pushed the way Black Widow was yeah. pushed. So I feel like you can't really look at last year. But, like, usually, I mean, this year goes to show we're back to those three movies, and that's kind of what Marvel was built off of. So I don't really feel like the movies have been the biggest problem. Not to mention, up until, like, Thor and MOM, I didn't really feel like the movie's quality were that bad. I didn't either. Like, I loved Eternals, and I know I'd, it didn't make my top, couple but like it's genuinely one of my favorites to go back and watch like I enjoy watching it and I can honestly say like every time I hear someone say Shang-Chi is gonna be in this movie or that movie or play this role or that role I literally get like giddy like I know they're talking there's rumors going around that he's gonna be one of the big three moving forward I'm like heck yeah give me more like I love him but that's what I mean like I so I feel like ironically like the movies really haven't been the problem yeah I feel like there are aspects of the shows that have been, and because, you know, we're getting so much. And I think that segues perfectly into, I mean, we're getting, let's say, four and a half shows next year. I say that because 
Agatha, Coven of Chaos, and I'm probably going to screw that up I'm again. always going to call it House of Harkness. I know. Because it's, like, imprinted in my I brain. I also feel like it rolls off House of Harkness. Yeah. More than Coven of Chaos. I feel like there's the harder. The are hard. Yeah. I feel, <laughs> with that V in there, I feel it really does me up. Because that is slated, as of right now, to start at the end of 2023 and enter the new year. So... That's technically, I guess, a 2023 show we have to look at. But, you know, there's five shows. Once again, that's a lot of shows. Actually, that's more than we've gotten because if you take out the special presentations from this year, we really only got three shows. Yeah. And last year we got four. Minus what if. Okay, I was going to say, we're definitely more than four. <laughs> yeah, mine, with the exception of What If, the live actions, we got four. Yes, correct. Uh, not to mention, What If Season 2 is kind of just floating out there. Yeah, it like exists, and then it doesn't exist, and then we get news on it, and then it's confusing. Yeah, so, I mean, that was initially slated for 2022. Clearly, we didn't get that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know, they have uh, 10, 11 more days yeah. as of this recording. Yeah, so, I mean, we might get one if next year. <laughs> I don't know. So, we might actually have had six shows. That's almost unheard of. So, I guess we got to kind of look at it now, and we have to pick, but I feel like I'm already stressed. <laughs> I know. There's uh, This is a really heavy slate of shows, and they're heavy hitters. Like, I'm looking at this, and there's, like, one where I can clearly say I'm least excited, and... Same. And only because, you know, and I'll get into it, only because the rest of them are going to be so, so, so good. And this is just going to be good, I think. But you go first. Okay. So, <laughs> I just, I already know what my least favorite is. Shocker if anyone knows what the slate looks like next year. I'll and get, you've been following this show for any amount of time. I'll give a three second pause for you to mentally guess. <laughs> and then I'll say it. And essentially, it's Loki season two. <laughs> I, this shouldn't be a surprise. And for me, I, I think I believe I said it for Loki season two in our last episode, and this is the best way to have said it. I don't know what these other shows are bringing me, so I have to assume they're going to be good. However, I know what Loki brought me before. I didn't like it. <laughs> so I have to assume it's going to follow that same track and it's not going to be great. As our good friend Chris Evans likes to say, I don't like it. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with Loki. <laughs> and if you would have asked me like seven years ago <laughs> about like why I just said that, I would have been like, there's no way I just said that. <laughs> but that is true. I, I've seen some of the clips. I don't know. That's a show I'm stressed about because I think it deals with such a big idea. And I, I don't think it captured it as well in season one. Left us really confused. Then we got a lot of content that felt like it contradicted. By the same writer. Yeah. But don't get me started on the writer who never watched any of the other Avengers. That stuff. was the director. No, that I'm pretty was... sure the writer never watched any of the stuff. Oh, well, because... Because he wrote the entire script, and he was like, I never watched any of the other, like, Well, Raimi never even finished WandaVision, well, and I... then had an entire movie about Wanda. That I did know. Yeah. No, I know. There were a lot of, like, yeah, bad like, choices being made. I think, you know, and this is a side tangent, but I think it should be a prerequisite <laughs> that if you're gonna work on a Marvel show, you probably should at least have seen everything once. Everything is connected. All of the characters Even are referred if, to. Although I will say, and they say this, that like Kevin doesn't like to hire people who, like, are fans of Marvel. He pulls them 
them out. But even then, it's like you can at least watch. You the have stuff. to do the research. Yeah. If you don't know the character, how are you going to write is, the character? We don't know where they've been. Is a big issue I have with MOM, and a, the same issue I have with Loki because I felt like Loki was a whiplash. I was like, so you took the most evil version of Loki, and suddenly he's all giddy because he's in love with a version of himself. Like it felt very. Also, weird. you took ten years of character growth and showed him a thirty second clip, and then all of a sudden he's good now. Well, that's what I mean. And you, this was also the worst version of Loki to have ever existed. Yeah. This exact version of him. So I was like, oh, what? And that's why I'm conflicted. Like, I was, I had a lot of words coming out of my mouth. <laughs> Conflicted, concerned, confused. That's all we're coming out of that point. But those are my feelings about Loki season two. Like I said, the clips, I'm not yet excited of from what I've seen. I'm not loving it yet. I don't have anything I'm looking at. And I'm like, so far, this really makes me want to watch this. <laughs> and, you know, I'm obviously going to, especially for the sake of the show. But, like, I hope it has a better, better grasp on some of what was happening. Like, I don't understand the TVA and how this is fitting anymore. I, I need that. Still don't get the yeah. role. I, I mean, still don't understand how Gamora can do what she did, Cap could do what he did, and well, they then all of MOM happened, yeah, and America like, exists, and that feels like in itself a whole, like, different plot problem, because she, like, ca- can cause so many issues. So, like, she's literally, what did they call them in the show? A nexus being. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's like, what? Exactly. So I think there's so much that has disproven what I've seen in Loki season one. I, it stresses me out about Loki season two. It's also coming out after Ant-Man. So we will have already been introduced to a different version of Kang. I think that's a lot for me to kind of handle. So definitely not the one I'm looking forward to. It always comes out over the summer, which is, like, such a vibe kill. <laughs> I'm like, why could this not be a winter one? I'm already, like, depressed. It's, it's like, cold and dark. Well, not um, next year. Next year we don't turn them, so. But still. It's still gonna be dark and cold. We live in the Northeast. It just won't be as dark long. Yeah, well. As long. Dark as long. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, going off of that, this one's not going to be too surprising because it was my one of my top, I believe, uh, in the last episode. I'm most looking forward to Secret Invasion. I think it's giving me Winter Soldier vibes. Why would I not love it? It's kind of, I thought you were just going to leave it there, and I was like, enough said. Well, and there you go. That's what I mean. Uh, I don't think there's another way to love a show if I don't already think it gives me the vibe of Winter Soldier. So, like, I'm looking most forward to that, but I also miss some of the vibe of going back in Winter Soldier. I'm a sucker for, you know, the spy movies or shows the on-the-ground people, you know that. I mean, a lot of my OG faves are The Winter Soldier and Black Widow. So I definitely am loving the vibe of this show. I think I'm really excited to see Fury come back. I couldn't tell you last time we saw Fury. Was it No Way Home? But that wasn't... Like, yeah, we saw him up in space. But, like, before that, was that, like, The Winter Soldier? No. No, because did he come to Tony's funeral? Oh, we saw him at the end of Infinity War. Even if he wasn't at Tony's funeral. Remember? Oh, right, okay. Because he called Captain Marvel. I was like, there's no way that gap is that long. But either way, like, to actually see him, and I think that was the last time we, like, actively saw him take part was in that film. So I'm really excited to bring him back. I'm I'm here for it. But I will just sneak in that Agatha sneaking up there because I don't know what we're going to get from that. And also, I, Aubrey Plaza's in that, which I, I am so excited about. I know, which is what I mean. Like, I don't really know what to expect from this. We're getting rumors of, like, teenage Billy and blinking on the other kid's name. Tommy. Tommy, thank you. So I'm kind of, like, very intrigued because I feel like that one could have a lot of repercussions in the magical aspect and also in the possible Young Avengers, if you know those ever happen. 
but I feel like that could have a lot of repercussions there. So that one's like definitely sneaking up, but I, I still will put Secret Invasion as my most anticipated. Cool. So even with the shows, you and I are pretty aligned for 2023. Which you didn't think was going to happen. I didn't. Shocker on this one, I am also least excited for Loki. That is a shock, actually. Well, here's the thing. And I, I said this even in our last episode, you know... Uh, when you look at all of the others, and I said it earlier too, it is such a strong slate of shows, right? You have Secret Invasion, there's going to be a lot there, and I'll get to that in a second. Echo, so much, so interesting. I just was actually reading some, or saw a video about Daredevil and how that all ties in. Super excited about that. Ironheart, I mean, who came out of Black Panther Wakanda Forever and isn't in love with Riri Williams? I like, you're not normal. Like, I'm sorry. She's awesome. She's going to be great. Her show is going to be amazing. Right. I'm excited for that. And to what your point that you just made about Agatha, like, that show is going to be so off the wall. I actually kind of expect almost like a WandaVision 2.0 type moment. Same. Because it's going to be like a holy crap, like, oh my god. Well, White Vision's rumored which he disappeared at the end of WandaVision, and we've seen nothing of him. Yeah, so that's over two years, like, almost three years later, yeah. really. So, you know, there's a lot there. And and then if you look at Loki in comparison, it's just like, well, I didn't love... The, like, I liked the first couple of episodes, and then it took a sharp left and went very far from what I wanted, and I've talked about that at length. And so, you know, you compare it to the others, and it just doesn't stand up. So it's almost by process of elimination. Now, my top, that's where it gets hard, because I just listed to you guys all of the reasons why each one of these shows have incredible merit and are going to be fantastic. So it's really difficult to pick one or, you know, sneak in a second one that I'm most excited about. I think, though, I'm going to have to agree with Katie, Secret Invasion is going to be my number one. I think, you know, to her point, getting back into that espionage, I'm excited to see Fury again you know, Maria Hill. I like their duo as well. But I think the thing that I'm most excited for in Secret Invasion is the moment or moments where we find out what characters we've been watching for years are not actually the characters we thought they were and our scrolls. Can I throw a really random theory out? Yeah, go for it. For some reason, but I have a really bad feeling it's going to be Rhodey. He's in that show, too. It, well, exactly. That's my point. I have a really bad feeling it's going to end up, like, Vody's going to end have end up having been a scroll. I don't know for how long, but I feel like it's going to be a weird reveal we're going to get. Here's my only thing against that. He's getting his own movie. That doesn't mean that Vody's not still alive, but I feel right, like Right, I version... understand that, but, like, why would you reveal that and then give him his own, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's something would have to change but when they get Vody back. There's been also like... no confirmations about timelines. We ha cannot... It's not on the slate at all. And we cannot assume that everything coming out right now is coming out in an order at this point. We don't know. There's That's no true. There's only a few things that are, like, puzzle pieces slightly put in together, but we don't know the order of anything. I am not willing to go out on a limb and say I suspect any character yet. I just have a bad feeling because they've shown him in it and I just, for some reason, like that would be an interesting reveal to me to have been like, he's a scroll. Because like, if you bring like a random character and I don't know, I'm just going to use Shang-Chi, that wouldn't even make sense. But I'm just using him as an example. If you bring Shang-Chi in, I might be suspicious from the get-go because I would be like, why is he here? Yeah. Versus you showed me Rhodey already. I just have a really strange feeling. Well, I don't even know that it's necessarily going to be that that character's in the show. More just like, I'm almost imagining this moment where it's like, 
say Talos, for example, walks up. Like, I don't even know if he's a bad school. Like, he's so nebulous know. to me in terms of what side he's on. So let's just say, for example, we see him go to one of his operatives, and you he walks up to, I don't know, I'm trying to pick someone. This is going to make you angry, but let's say Bucky, just because I know it's going to make you angry. Right? He goes up to Bucky, and you're like, why is Talos talking to Bucky? And then you're like, oh my god, Bucky's a scroll. Like, Bucky would never. But, but but listen to me, but I'm saying, like, it does not necessarily need to be a character that's baked into the show. It's almost like these tiny little reveals where they meet up with their operatives. That's how I'm imagining it, versus, like, a character that's, like, in there the whole time, and you're like, by the way, I was a scroll because that's almost too obvious. Which is fair, but the, my only argument with it being Rudy is the way they've shown him is in a way we've never seen him before. Like he lo- like he's always in the suits and all that. And granted, I know his background. I'm I, he's a very well decorated. Well, I don't know if he's a veteran because I think he could still very much be active duty. Um, Even with the braces, you think? Well, he's walking now, isn't he? Yeah, but I think then maybe he? not. I don't know. But either I I don't really I don't feel like we ever got a very clear picture of what that shook out to be like. But I will just say like I'm a little intrigued. Also, did he have any of the braces in what we've seen in the show? Because I don't recall ever seeing them. I'm not sure. I don't even know that they've shown him not from waist up. No, they show him walking in at one point. I don't I don't remember. I didn't catch it. Well, either way, I just feel like the way... Like, we have never seen Modi like that, dressed up in a suit. And the way he's at, like he is, I don't know, something just sticks out to me about it. Like, something just feels weird. Like, the only time we've seen him in a suit was Tony's funeral. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we'll definitely have to see. We only have a couple more months to wait, which is I know, crazy to think excited. about. And then the other show that I want to just sneak in there, which is, of course, one of my top that I mentioned from all of Phase 5, is Echo. I loved her in the Hawkeye show. I also, as I mentioned, was watching a video. I think Marvel posted it. Just a little bit of background on Daredevil. Turns out he actually trains her in the comics, which is pretty cool, especially knowing he's coming back. There's rumors that Charlie Cox is in the show. So I'm really excited to see how those two characters interact, and I just think she's absolutely amazing. I mean... I'm just so excited to see her back on the screen in her own show, getting all of the attention and just being a total baddie six episodes long. Well, and you know what? I saw something, I don't know if it was on TikTok or Instagram or whatever, but it was pretty much putting into picture, Hawkeye leads to Echo, obviously, Echo leads to Daredevil, and Daredevil leads to the next Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And I really like that, like, chain. And that, and not that Echo is not, like, placed anywhere for me. I'm, I'm excited for that one. I'm excited for Ironheart. But that is what I think makes me the most excited for Echo because I like connecting stories. We yeah. haven't gotten a ton of those in Phase 4. And so I like seeing now somebody, and same with Ironheart for the same reason, and same with Agatha for the same reason. I like seeing the characters we're introduced to evolve throughout stories. Yes. Yeah. But what I love the most about Echo is that we pretty much have gotten a weird confirmation already that she's leading to Daredevil. So she already has her own offshoot, which in itself might already have its own offshoot. Yeah. And I like that I'm seeing these things connect. No, totally. I think she's going to be a very central character when it comes to like that on the ground type stuff, you know, given her proximity to Daredevil in the comics and the relationship. So it's interesting to your point to see how she kind of came in in Hawkeye and now is almost kind of creating a little street-level universe around her and her connections and the things that she's furthering along. So that's a really good point. Yeah, and I mean, I can't say the same yet for Ironheart, although I have seen the fan theories. She goes to MIT. We also know two people going to MIT. 
So that's another connection, and that's not. All, and if that connects there, that connects right back to Echo theoretically. Yeah. yeah. So that's more of a rumor versus the Echo. I feel like has had pretty strong, you know, confirmations coming. Not full confirmations, but pretty strong, you know, people kind of sharing their thoughts on that that chain. But, you know, I, I just, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where everything leads to another, and I hope this kind of means Phase Five's a little bit more connected than we saw in Phase 4. Yeah, and I mean, if it's anything like 1 through 3, you know, 1 was kind of like this character random, now you're introducing that character, and I think we saw that in 4. Like, it was wrapping up a few things from 3, but also, in, especially 2022, which we talked about last episode, a lot of new characters, a lot of new faces, a lot of new stories. Now that we've kind of started in, not to say that we're not introducing people because you know we've got blade coming down and daredevil is unsure if he, he's his old self or you know whatever but like he hasn't really been prominent in the mcu yet so there's a lot of new characters still to come but at the same time we're starting to see these characters recurring and they're starting to interact with different people the same way we kind of started to see that in two and then especially in three so i think as we're potentially mirroring those relationships building that we saw in phases one through three, I think five, you know, will hopefully be a little less disparate. And I think that was a complaint that you and I both had about yeah. four. So I'm definitely excited to see a little bit more connection and a little bit more bridge building in phase five, for sure. Agreed. And to wrap it all up, I'm just going to throw out the friendly reminder to everybody that 2023, the slate, cool. But 2023 is a year marks that we have officially caught up with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, because we have not gotten confirmation elsewhere. So as of right now, I have to assume pretty much everything happened in 2023 within all of Phase 4. With the exception of Ms. Marvel, which is like a few years later. Yeah, but other than that, we've got no confirmation that nothing didn't happen in 2023. And so officially, the blip will have taken place and we will have caught up. So keep that in the back of your minds, just food for thought. Yeah, it'll be nice to have a movie come out and have it set in that year again because we haven't had that since 2018. But yeah, so it is going to be an exciting 2023. I have to say that is a packed slate that I am really excited to cover. We are so grateful for yet another amazing year with you all. If you found us in 2022, so grateful for you. If you've been here since 2021, wow. And thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that, because we know that we're growing pains. Yeah, appreciate it, and hopefully we've evolved a little bit over the year or so. So thank you to all of you fans. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your holiday season and new year. You can always subscribe on your podcast platform of choice if you have not already. And if you are a fan and haven't had a chance to leave us a rating or a review, we would be so appreciative if you were to do so. You can also follow along on the blog where we write out all of our rankings and things and have nice little recaps of each episode if you are more of a person who prefers to read as well as listen or are looking for extra context. All of that is on the blog. And last but not least, you can also check out our Redbubble shop, which is linked in the show notes below. And as always, make sure you guys are following us on Twitter at Let's Talk MFT. And little announcement coming from us Maybe this is the year-end big thing, or if you want to look at it as a launch in 2023, and it's a big thing of 2023 to open. But we have officially began our Instagram as well. I don't think it's much of a secret that Twitter is in a very strange spot. <laughs> and just to make sure that we can stay connected with all of you, just just in case, just to have a little backup plan, uh, we have launched our Instagram. It's letstalk.mft, so 
little bit different. Does have that dot in there. Don't forget it. But make sure you're searching us and following us on Instagram as well. It'll run very much like our Twitter. A little less interactive because, of course, Twitter's a little easier to tweet you guys all day, every day. But we definitely will be having all our podcast episodes, blog posts, and some, you know, just fun content coming up on there. So make sure you're following that as well. Also, make sure you guys are subscribing to the newsletter. That will be, of course, continuing in the new year, and the January one will be out on New Year's Day. So make sure you guys are subscribing to that. You can do that on the blog. And lastly, just make sure you guys remember that we are moving back to our two-week schedule. Obviously, we've kind of already been doing it, but just in case, we are going back to our two weeks, and in our time of content lull from Marvel, we will be picking up our replay episodes once again. You guys, I'm going to love this next one because we're doing The Winter Soldier and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. So very excited for that one. Keep an eye out for that in two weeks. And in the meantime, if you guys want, and as you should, watch some of the Marvel content over this time. Catch up if you're behind and, you know, catch up with us because Marvel just blew your mind. So let's talk about it. 